1: All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. And we hope you guys had a fantastic vacation, if you were Mass or New Hampshire, over the last two weeks. We've uh, been vacationing and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's exciting to get back together and meet on Sunday as kind of a full church again and kind of dive back into the scripture. And I know, Anson, you preached on Sunday at downtown and at Pond, and you hit on Samson. How did it go?
0: Yeah, man, it's an interesting story that man, Samson. There's so many unique, different aspects that he has, right? Um, but it's also just a a revelatory story of someone who was not in touch with the ways that he was weak, and not in touch with the ways that he he didn't have strength, and his
1: his strength is his actual like gift that
0: God gives him.
1: That's awesome. Well, we are going through the Book of Judges on the With God journey. And we have here a story that has a tough question in it that we're going to extract here. And we're looking at Jephthah, and he is a judge in the book of Judges. And what we run into here is he basically makes a kind of a vow with God where he says, if you give my enemy over to me, when I get home, whatever walks through the door and greets me, I will sacrifice. Really odd, right? Super odd. I'm not sure how many people kind of do that (laughs) and like what is going through his mind as to like, oh, there's a mouse in my house that is really annoying me. Hopefully that thing comes out first. But no, what comes out first is his only daughter. So I have no idea what he must have been feeling when like she runs out and is like, Mm. dad, what's up, (laughs) you know? So I think that's kind of the story, right? So what do we do with this God who uh, we've seen in the past, right? He requires sacrifices. We can look at Abraham and Isaac. Mm. Um, and so these human sacrifices, what do we do? do with that
0: yeah this is a really really fascinating one and we're not touching on it on a sunday morning sermon so we we, we went through the book of judges this upcoming week we'll be touching on ruth so this is one that's just woven into the story that we weren't able to touch on on sunday so we wanted if you were reading along with the book of judges with us we wanted to touch on it because it's it's so it's so shocking in in, in a way of of the first thing that comes out his door is his only daughter his only child that he has vowed to sacrifice to the Lord. So what, what does this mean? And there's a couple of different, different thoughts on this. Some people, like the book that we're primarily using for this, this podcast, the, the tough sayings in the Bible, is, is literally says that they believe that Jephth- Jephthah sacrificed his daughter, that that was what happened. Like He, he offered her up on the altar and, and sacrificed his daughter. But then there's others who think that it's not actually a sacrifice of his daughter but more of a sacrifice of his daughter to the Lord meaning giving giving her daughter to the service of the Lord um and and there's arguments on on both sides to start with the with the latter one, that this was a sacrifice um, to the Lord, is, is an argument begins with that Jephthah was included in the Hall of Faith. Hebrews 11, this, this chapter that powerfully walks through Scripture and, and sees, these are people who showed faith in the Old Testament, who um, were, were a part of God's work, whether that be Moses, whether that be Abraham, whether that be some of the other judges that, that made their way in. So these people are in in the Hall of Faith. Jephthah is in the Hall of Faith, that the Lord called him, the Spirit rushed upon him. Um, And it was also normal for women to have a celebratory dance when the men returned from battle. So when he makes this vow, it's almost normal and expected that it would be a woman coming out of the door to celebrate. They just won. They did a celebratory dance, and so it's almost expected. So why would he say the first thing coming out of his door would be his he would sacrifice if he knows it's going to be his uh, his daughter or maybe his wife or or whatever that makes it a little bit more nuanced it would and it also adds the nuance that'd be a little weird for an animal to come out because right. because of the way that that the language is written and the way that the culture was in the time um, and the language they they argue that the language used for sacrifice is symbolic and not actual, meaning it's not a sacrifice of killing. It's a sacrifice of I'm giving her up for the Lord, meaning she is going to serve the Lord. Um, and then one really unique thing that if you read the read the text, it you it almost like really makes you question what is going on is the fact that right after the daughter comes out and everything she asked for two months to go lament her virginity. And this is really interesting. And they, the people that argue that it wasn't an actual sacrifice use this as a way of saying this wasn't, she wasn't actually going to be sacrificed, meaning that, that her service to the Lord meant she wasn't going to have kids, meant she wasn't going to have a, have a husband meant she wasn't going to, to be in a marital covenantal marital relationship. So that was worthy of lamenting. And that's what they, they argue um it, it argues that and then it also reiterates later in the text this is in judges um, 11 29 through 40 it reiterates later in the text that she never knew a man so it talks about her lamenting and then it talks about how she never knew a man she never was able to have a family was able to have kids because her she was sacrificed yeah for the lord not in a her blood was sacrificed, right. but her life was sacrificed yeah. and given to the service of the Lord. You think of Samuel, who was given to the Lord when he was born. You think of Samson, who we just talked about, a Nazarite who was, was given to the service of the Lord from, from birth. So those are some of the arguments from their side. And then from the the hard sayings of the Bible, the the book that we're using, is, is it argues that the text literally does mean that he sacrificed his daughter. It says that they they would argue that the text says nothing about her giving being given to the service of the Lord, and it rather does suggest she is given as an offering. Um, they they sort of view it somewhat as Jep- Jephthah just made a dumb vow, like he this wasn't a vow he should have made yeah. because especially if in the cultural time he knew or it would be odd or even known that a woman would come out first dancing celebratory because this is just the culture you go into a battle you come back after you won it, it would be odd for him to make this vow so they sort of be like why would you do like this it's just dumb right right this is wrong of yeah. him to to make this and and they also say that while the lord worked through jephthah the lord did not condone this action it's against the law that god gave and they and they sort of argue that this is an example of God using a broken ha- human while still fulfilling His purposes of defeating the Ammonites who Jephthah was was going up against. So it's rather two different looks at it. There's a literal reading. There's a reading between the lines or a reading of of context and seeing what it is. And and one thing that we we want to do here on this podcast and and. I'm not saying which one I fall into, right? Because I don't know. I, I like reading the context. If you read it literally, it literally sounds like he sacrifices his daughter. And it also yeah. talks in the text about how years after they would lament that they would lament. I think for four days of of this time, which would suggest maybe it would be she was sacrificed because right. it'd be really weird for people to lament years upon years for someone's virginity. Like she yeah. went to lament.
1: And also lamenting, even serving the Lord, which you think would be like a good thing. I understand maybe Mm -hmm. lamenting for a bit in the fact of like, you know, okay, I was going to do this with my life and things like that, but now I'm going to serve it to the Lord. So I'm going to lament that, but then it should be, I don't know, not necessarily a celebration, but then to years later to be lamenting, serving the Lord, I can see the argument for that too. Yeah.
0: So it's it's really interesting if you look at it, but when when we do these tough questions and this one is particularly tough. Like we talked about why does God like kill so many people in the old Testament? we yeah. talked about that on a previous episode or, or we talked about polygamy. We talked about these hard, hard questions. One of the things that we don't want to do is when we reach these hard topics or hard questions or tough sayings, we don't want to be like, that is uncomfortable to me. I'm going to try to soften this text to mm-hmm. make it comfortable for me. Like there's an uncomfiness to some of the things in scripture and that's there for a reason. Yeah. That's there for a reason. The, the the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament is a is a book full of God's grace, full of God's goodness and love, but it's a book of broken people walking with God. We're doing this with God journey. It's a book of not a single person does it well other mm-hmm. than Jesus. Everybody's broken. Even the people that we look to as like church fathers or 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 people in, in the Bible like Paul or or David, these people like they were bad dudes at times. Right. Like they weren't walking with the Lord at all times. But what we see is, is we see how God works through it. So when we reach this text like this, even if the answer is that he did sacrifice his daughter, we don't, we, we don't want to try to find ways to soften it. And that first view I'm not saying is finding ways to soften it. That very well could be. That would be more comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. That would be more comfortable for us to us to read. But what we do want to do is we don't want to stop from engaging with these texts. Right. Because if he did, if Jephthah sacrificed his only daughter, God used it powerfully to bring upon his kingdom to, to usher in um, the coming of Jesus is in the Old Testament for a reason. And if he just sacrificed her for the service of the LORD and the lament was for her her lack of kids, her lack of family, her lack of uh knowing a a man. I mean that that is also something that we can glean from in, yeah. in scripture yeah. and, and learn from in in scripture. So it is it is a powerful story. It's a really hard one to wrap our minds around, but it is something that I think we are we need to engage with. Yeah. We can't just gloss over and, and say, oh, that's just an anomaly. We don't need to deal with it. No, it's in scripture. So we want to engage with it. And I would encourage you to go read it. It's, it's Judges 11, 29 through 40. Read it, study the text, see what you think you think the Lord is saying in it. See what you think the Lord um, is, is doing in it and read it in full context. Because if we read verses out of context, we end up bringing stories to a story that is not right. And we end up gleaning different messages in the Bible actually says one of my one of my mentors says context is king. Yep. Like if you take verses out of context, one of my favorite Philippians four thirteen, a verse like widely taken out of context says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, which does not mean I can go lift my car or or go fly around. What it means is that I can be content in all situations because of Christ. And that's what Paul's talking about as he's writing from prison. So when we read these, we want to read them in context. And in this context, you get these two little standpoints. And it's a hard one to 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 land on because it's an uncomfortable situation. But yet we do know that the Lord works in and through it.
1: Yeah, it definitely feels like understanding the culture back then and kind of what was going on would definitely help piece Mm. this story together, Mm. but we don't quite have uh, kind of the knowledge, and I'm sure there's uh, some biblical scholar out there that has done fascinating (laughs) research on this. But uh, yeah, we're just kind of skimming the story, the top part of this, and uh, it is, as you said, very interesting, Mm. unique, uh, just kind of vow like i don't know where that came from it's so why weird. you would you know if he just where that idea came god from. god didn't
0: ask for the vow either right it's not he like offered yeah, it up exactly it's and, super weird and,
1: yeah and i mean how many things are coming out of your door <laughs> that, like that's what i don't get it's like humans <laughs> yes, are coming out exactly. of your door it makes yeah.
0: no sense that's why like the 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 book we're using literally is just like he was dumb yeah like what is he doing
1: yeah so anyway i'm sure there's more to unravel there. But uh, if you guys have any more kind of uh, knowledge or history on this, like, please write to us. I want to uh, hear from you because this is just an interesting story. Mm. But anyway, enough of that. We are going to look at Ruth on Friday. We hope that you can join us for that. Uh, we're going to learn more about Ruth on Friday and then uh, heading into Sunday's sermon as well. So, Anson, thank you so much. We'll see you later. See you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod.
0: Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.